Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. This is your evening briefing. First up, a bombshell out of Project Veritas. Is HHS underreporting events in the VAERS database? Whistleblowers coming forward. Second, the Biden administration is out condemning Russia, of course, but for what? Election fraud. Isn't that interesting? Third, a federal agent, we talked about this yesterday, arrested at the January 6th promotion rally, has been identified as a Homeland Security officer. And finally, another huge story. The wife of John Kerry has millions invested in China-based investments. All this and more ahead, Univets Daily. You know, this Project Veritas video, and it's been going viral. The full thing is 10 minutes. Go to their website, watch the full thing. But I wanted to pull out a piece of it that I thought was very significant to share with all of you. Uh, this is Jody O'Malley. She is a registered nurse, an RN, a federal worker in the Department of Health and Human Service in one of their facilities. This is what she heard. These are some of the conversations she's been having, and then you're getting her full analysis and her full opinion based on this for coming forward. And I just commend her. I commend her for coming forward and having the courage and the temerity to stand up for her beliefs. And you'll hear what she says. She says that she did this because she believes in God. But listen to this audio, watch this video if you have it. This is really shocking stuff, folks. The CDC website, it says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. Is there a policy at the hospital for reporting these complications? No. There has never been any directive sent out on reporting. With this vaccine, we are in stage three clinical trials. Normally, stage three clinical trials is where you gather your data. What the responsibility on everyone is, is to gather that data and report it. And if we're not gathering that data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that this is safe and approved for use? How come after 18 months we haven't had any it's, research? Isn't that fishy to you? It doesn't. It does. It, it doesn't. It's super fishy. It's not that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published. That's it wrong. hasn't probably uh, been done because the, the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, it's full of shit. What does she mean by full of shit? It's not doing what it, its purpose was. And what, did, what is Dr. McGee saying in that video? He's trying to defend the vaccine. Why would he do that? Because that's his view on it. Okay. His view is get the vaccine, it's science, right? If we all just get it, this will all be over with. Such a bunch of bullshit. And what do we do? I don't know, but there's so much I'm going to blow up. So much? How do we do that? Like, you know, Project Veritas. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared. They're afraid. What prompted me to do this was when I was house supervisor one night, and one of my co-workers had taken the vaccine and she didn't want to. She had went throughout this entire pandemic working in the intensive care unit. It pretty much was a COVID unit. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery from leave. Two weeks ago, 
little over two weeks. One of the biggest things that I hear people say when they say, I'm hesitant about the vaccine, is they talk about side effects, right? And they always get pointed to the VAERS database. But then you have people saying, oh, well, the VAERS database is not completely verified, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the thing. The VAERS database is where they are supposed to be making these reports. And yet we hear in this video that people are saying, oh, it takes too long, it takes 30 minutes to fill it out, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that's a problem. They have an obligation as healthcare workers and as professionals to be filling this out because that's how the system works. You have to send that signal forward so that the companies involved in this and so that the government here can get that data and understand if these events are happening more or less, by the way, um, in terms of what's going on, that's how they can update what it says on the label. It can update what your doctor might know. It can talk about age ranges and you can talk about these things like we're seeing more and more the heart inflammation and potential for long-term respiratory diseases. Again, we're going off what's said here. Now, right now, the only thing on the label is this issue of heart inflammation, that's the myocardiosis. She's now talking, this is very significant, about the potential for long-term respiratory disease. That's not on the label yet. This may be, of all the things that Project Veritas has done, one of the most historic videos that they've put out. I really believe that, and I've been following them for a long time. James and the rest of the team, Kudos to you, congratulations, thank you, and God bless you for your work, and God bless you for adding this to the conversation, and thank you as well to Jody for coming forward and having the courage to stand up for your beliefs. Stay tuned, we'll be right back here, HE Daily continues. Welcome back. Now, you know, folks, I always like to say that the slogan, if we have a slogan, here on HE Daily is, be good, be brief, be gone. But sometimes we see stories out there that pull up our righteous indignation and our ire. And we see things that are just not right in the world and we have to condemn them. And so today I am joining the Biden administration. I am joining the Biden White House in condemnation of Russia and the way they ran their corrupt election. I'm 100% joining them. So here's my statement. I'm gonna read this. I posted it yesterday on Twitter. I'm gonna read it to you now. I strongly condemn Russia for adding millions of ballots overnight with no transparency in their election, for censoring opposition social media accounts, and for ordering repressive crackdowns on protesters who claim that the election was stolen. Russia, you are very bad for doing this. Furthermore, I'm gonna to read to you now from the Biden administration's specific, and look at some of these videos. We can see the videos out there. They're, they're stuffing ballots. They're uh, those, those dastardly Russians, just dastardly. They're blocking observers from coming in. Ballots added in the middle of the night. Very shady, very shady. This is obviously a diabolical plot that goes straight to the top of the Kremlin. And no, I don't mean the little Little Onion, no. I mean Vladimir Putin himself, the head of the KGB. Listen to what Ned Price of the U.S. State Department put out. This is, and, and you know, if there's children around, I just want you know, earmuffs, right? If there's children around, earmuffs. The Russian government has used laws on extremist organizations. Imagine labeling people extremists and undesirable 
organizations, severely restricting political pluralism, and preventing the Russian people from exercising their civil and political rights. Russian government restrictions were preceded, this is, I, I know, just get the children out of the room, folks. They were preceded by widespread efforts to marginalize independent political figures, and they prevented observers from being allowed into the elections to constrict transparency that is essential to free elections. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this is nightmare fuel. This is straight nightmare fuel that I'm sending out right now. And I apologize. I hope you're listening to this in the middle of the day. I hope you have time to, you know, to go to church or say a rosary in Latin, probably, because I know this is bad. This is, this is bad stuff here. And now listen, listen to how Axios reported it, because this, it gets even worse. I'm sorry to say, there is no bottom to how far Russia will go. The fiends, the fiends of Russia will go. So here's the headline at Axios. The U.S. contends Russia's election crackdown as Putin's party wins big majority. Listen to this. Major gains by opposition groups were erased Monday after the Electoral Commission added millions of online votes, a delayed count that drew calls of foul play for its lack of transparency. Ladies and gentlemen, no country can have democracy without free, fair, open, and transparent elections. Where did these ballots come from, Putin? Where did the middle of the night vote counters get all of this? How did they arrive? Digital ballots? Where's the chain of custody on that? You know, folks, I think I know what I have to do. I've been, I've been thinking about this. I've been praying on it. I know what I'm going to have to do. I now formally announce that I, Jack Posobiec, the host of Human Events Daily, I demand an audit of the Russia elections, a full audit. And Joe Biden, I know you'll support me in this because auditing elections is the only way that people can have transparency to understand that their vote counted. We know that Russia has history of this. What was his quote, folks? Joseph Stalin, the famous quote, it's not about who votes, it's about who counts the votes. So we know that we have to be very wary of these diabolical Russian vote counters. So we absolutely and forcefully demand, sir, there must be an audit of the Russian election to ensure the future and the everlasting, the everlasting harmony of pure democracy in the heart of Russia. Furthermore, efforts to censor and ban organizations and independent political figures, labeling them extremists from pro-government organizations. This is obviously a Russian tactic. And if you see anyone using these Russian tactics inside the United States, well, you just have to tell yourself, they must be a Russian agent. Folks, the Russian infiltration is so huge. We're gonna have to call Mueller back. We're gonna have to call him back, wake him up. Mueller, you have got more work to do, sir. We've got so much work to do. Thank you for enjoying this very serious segment. We'll be, we'll be followed up next, where I promise we'll be have more real news. Stay tuned. 
Welcome back. Now, yesterday here on the show, we ran a story and we got some feedback on it. And I said that it looks like a federal agent, a federal law enforcement officer was arrested trying to infiltrate or being undercover or doing something they shouldn't be doing at the Capitol rally that was held on this past Saturday at the Capitol. It was it was Justice for J6 rally. Uh, a couple congressional candidates spoke, a few people spoke. And a man was arrested with a gun. And the Capitol Police came out and said, there's a man with a gun and he's been arrested. But Ford Fisher, remember, that Ford Fisher footage, if he hadn't been there, we would have never known about this story. He got the footage. Of when that man was arrested, he had a badge. And we showed that on the show yesterday. And I remember there were people coming in. They said with feedback, they said, Jack, a federal agent wouldn't do that. This is, you know, this is clearly something. It was just a mistake. It was just, you know, this, this, something else is going on here. AssociatedPressNews.com. I'm going to read this for you. Here's, here's the way they put the headline. Federal officer arrested at Capitol rally won't be charged. Washington AP, a federal law enforcement officer was arrested carrying a gun at Saturday's rally at the U.S. Capitol, built to support the suspects charged in, in the January riot, but who will not be prosecuted. The 27-year-old New Jersey man is an officer with U.S. Customs and Border Protection. He was arrested by Capitol Police for illegally possessing a gun on the grounds of the Capitol after people in the crowd reported seeing him with a handgun and notified nearby others. His arrest and presence at the event were surprising because the rally was billed as an event to support those who have been charged in January's riot. The riot left dozens of officers beaten uh, as some of the crowd of pro-Trump rioters armed with, uh, they talk about bats and bipes and bear spray, charged into the Capitol and overwhelmed the force. But hold on a second, let's go back. A federal agent for CPB, which is under the Department of Homeland Security, was arrested. He wasn't there with DHS logo. He wasn't there with a shirt or a vest or anything like this. He was dressed in all black. So that's what you saw there. You know, I know there was this meme online and people were saying that, oh, there's federal informants, there's federal plants, there's this going on, there's that going on, right? And keep in mind, understand how this stuff works, folks, that a federal informant or a federal plant isn't necessarily and usually isn't a federal agent themselves or a federal officer. What they are are people who are working with a handler. That's the way the system works. So that's an informant or a plant who's working with a handler, and the handler would be the agent, right? They say, Jack, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I know a little something about intelligence operations, okay? That person then would go in, infiltrate the group, and potentially, as we saw in this Michigan case, would urge the group into more and more criminal activity, then they would be able to roll people up by creating what's called a criminal conspiracy. Now, a criminal conspiracy means that you can't just be talking about doing something. You have to actually take what's called an act in furtherance of the conspiracy, right? My lawyer friends taught me that line. An act in furtherance of the conspiracy, an overt act. So in Michigan, what was it? It was surveilling the governor's home, right? They, they went on a, on a ride and they were surveilling the governor's home. And so that everyone who was in the car then was arrested because they had committed an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy for driving around taking pictures. Understand how these things work. Now, I don't know what that federal agent was, there, was doing there. I don't know if that was a person who was there just to see what was going on, as he said. 
I don't know if that's a person who went there because maybe he was looking to recruit people surreptitiously because he was trying to get information. We've seen, by the way, in the past that they will go into Facebook groups, that they will go into uh, different online chat rooms and forums, talking to people under false names and urging people into action. So I'll just say this, people. Be very careful who you talk to at events. Be very careful who you talk to online, right? If you're saying something, just don't use that type of language. Don't use violent language. I know passions get hot sometimes and people get frustrated, but we have to remember to always be peaceful in public and in private. That's what we want for our country. Isn't that what we, want? Isn't that what we teach our kids, right? And so I know there'll be people out there and, I'll, and they'll say, oh, Poso, you know, you should, be, you should be fired up. You should be wanting to do something. I do want to do something but I also understand how this works. And I understand that if you become that person, then you yourself become susceptible to these types of operations. And you don't wanna fall on that path. Don't go down the wrong path, folks. Stay tuned, next up, huge story, China-based investments. John Kerry's wife, be right back, Human Rights Daily. Find someone who loves you like high-level leftists love foreign investments. Ladies and gentlemen, we got another one for you, a juicy one. Go to humanevents.com, get this entire story. This is one of those things where it's like, doesn't the, the media do actual journalism anymore? What's going on here? Because this information is out in public, and yet it takes people like human events, and independent sources to actually go and find this stuff, as opposed to the media actually, you know, doing their jobs. So we talked about Hunter Biden and all of his foreign investments, but now, lo and behold, who do we have? John Kerry's wife, Teresa Hines Kerry. Now, if Hines sounds familiar to you, it should, because she is the heiress to Hines Ketchup, to the fortune. She has millions of dollars. It's been revealed on a new ethics disclosure in China-based investments. What's the name of the group? Tung Yue Partners. Now, Tung Yue Partners, I'm gonna be very clear about this, they're based in the United States, but where is their business? They invest heavily and primarily in mainland China. This creates an obvious conflict of interest for who? John Kerry. Because if these investments are all involved in China, and then he's the one who's supposed to be negotiating, of course, on climate change, with China, well, all they have to do is say, hey, man, you want those investments to do well, don't you? Be a shame if those companies came under investigation. You want that money to keep flowing. Here's the deal we're gonna make, Mr. Kerry. This is why, when you're supposed to have government officials, they aren't supposed to have this type of financial dealings. Which, by the way, if you've been paying attention, if you remember all the stories that came out and were confirmed 100% about Hunter Biden, how is Hunter Biden tied to this, you ask? Do you remember the firm Rosemont Seneca? Rosemont Seneca was the investment partner firm that was going all the way in in China. It was involved in Ukraine. It was involved in Russia. Remember the Moscow mayor's wife, all this? Who was the third partner? It was Hunter Biden. Devin Archer, and Chris Hines, the son of Teresa Hines. Do, 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 do you see it now, folks? Connect the dots. 
And, and I want you to understand that this isn't, you know, it's not like they're sitting in a room somewhere saying, yes, and then we'll sell out to China, and then we'll do all that. No, it's, it's what you have is a system of elite merger. And I've talked about this at human events in the past. It's the axis of the elites, the axis of the 1% of the overstate, where you have the 1% in the United States, the top, the tippy top in terms of, of, of wealth, and you have the 1% in China, the CCP, and they are becoming merged. That's why the authoritarianism has come from China to the United States. You know, originally they said, oh, if we get China involved in the WTO, if we get China involved, et cetera, they'll become more open, they'll become more liberalized. No, of course not, you fools. You complete fools. We became more authoritarian because our elites were getting rich off of China. That's what's going on here. That's the story about Hunter Biden. That's the story about Chris Hines. And that's the story about Teresa Hines, who is now married to a top Biden White House official. So understand, understand that you, you, your country is being bought and sold. Your country is being bought and sold by these people. You don't owe them anything. And you need to take a firm political stand for your country. All right, that's all the time we have here today on Human Events Daily. Again, share this out, share it with your normie friends. This is your evening briefing, where we give you the bottom line up front. Be the influence agent. But before we go, I wanna leave you with today's moment in history. This week in 1940, a Polish military intelligence officer by the name of Witold Pileski, a member of the secret Polish army, intentionally volunteered to allow himself to be caught by a German policeman during a roundup in Warsaw, Warsaw, to be arrested, and he infiltrated Auschwitz, set up a resistance cell in there, and got intelligence out back to the Allies about what was going on during the early days of the Holocaust. Witold Pileski. There are so many amazing stories out there in history, and that's why I love sharing them with you, because we need to remember who we are and where we came from. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.